deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shriekcast. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host ZC. And I'm Liz. And as I'm sure you can hear, I am still a little bit sick. Yeah, yeah, it's a stubborn one, huh? Yeah, well, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not dying anymore. I'm not like, I had, I, I'm pretty like 99% sure this was the flu, right? Like I had the aches. Yeah. I had the shakes. I had the the like horrible sinus headaches and, and, and stuff. And that's all gone away. I'm just completely clogged up still. Um, that has been lingering Um, yeah that is not fun um i am also sort of sick this week um i guess uh i I get chronic ear infections so i'm getting my annual christmas ear infection Mm. uh so i'm a little i'm a little off my game i i would say like i have uh about about 50% hearing in one of my ears, which makes it weirdly difficult to speak. So I, so mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm a little, a little clumsy today, but I will blame it on that. It's all good. We are, we are powering through it. The show must go on. Uh, we, we are the sick cast this week. Yeah. Um, but I think I have something that'll, that'll cheer us right up. Oh, good. That's great. I have, I have some drama. For I us. love drama. Drama is a balm to my to my wounded my wounded sick self. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, uh, we read that article about J.K. Rowling's ex uh, assistant, personal assistant, who who uh, allegedly bilked her out of a lot of Starbucks money and so on with with access to the credit cards. Robin Hood is what Absolutely. you're telling me hero um and this this case is continuing uh uh i guess that uh this is the first time that the uh aide herself has like commented on this in public um and there's some there's some juicy deets in here i can't wait so uh this is from the bbc uh amanda donaldson made the comments during a a civil case at air dry sheriff court brought against her by the Harry Potter creator. Miss Donaldson is accused of fraudulently using the author's credit card to fund spending sprees that included buying luxury cosmetics from Moulton Brown. But the 35-year-old said she was offended and hurt by the claim. Giving evidence in court, she said the author could be really generous and bought her a replacement pushchair when her child's original was damaged, but she claimed that she was never given specific instructions for the use of the company credit card. Miss Donaldson said Miss Rowling was often busy writing and you had to respect that. Approachable isn't something I would say. People in the office would sometimes ask if she was in a good mood in a terrified way. <laughs> I love this so much. Yes. Uh, I also just, like, I guess I don't know what she was writing, but just, like, being mad and, and horror, like, a horrible terror while writing Crimes of Grindelwald is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that has to be it, right? Uh, that, that or St- Cormoran's strike, I guess. But, uh, but I'm just ima- I'm imagining, like, JK locking herself in her writing room and, like, blasting Watch the Throne and very angrily lashing out <laughs> at anyone who, who knocks on the door. I love I, this so much. I have... I have such a new perspective on that tweet she made about uh, coming out of her writing room to all this dumbassery. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Like, imagine like, <laughs> so the, the, the other like nugget of detail here that I was not aware of is, is that this PA references everyone in the office. Like there's yeah. more than like, like, is, is this like a, is this like a, like a, like a West Wing situation? Like does, does JK like emerge from her office and like flounce around uh, at her employees or something? Like when, when she can't figure out how to how to like make a port key work i yeah i believe that to be true i know i like i I have such i have such a clear picture of this um and what that must be like to you know be in that kind of west wing style you know you're in the office you're doing paperwork i guess um maybe you're the like jk rowling's estates bookkeeper and it's like she she flies in the room i'm imagining like double door double french doors opening and everyone just freezes like is she is she mad today is she upset is is the crimes of grindelwald screenplay not going well it's it's an incredible vision no it's not going well is the answer that's the problem is that it never it never went well and so she probably was just a terror to be around I I am so I I'm imagining like a a version of a Christmas Carol with J.K. Rowling as Scrooge, <laughs> <laughs> like just fly just flying down the stairs and yelling at all all of the all of the accountants or something. It's so good. Wow, I, I'm so glad we got these details. I was worried that we would just never hear anything about it again, like these mm-hmm. things sometimes are. So I'm really I'm really glad we've got got some deets. Well, the, the the best part, too, is that J.K. has also responded to this. Uh, uh, she did. Uh, she she said that she does not accept claims made in court by her formal permanent uh, personal assistant. Uh, and uh, uh, let's see here. This is from The Guardian. Uh, Donaldson gave evidence on Tuesday describing Rowling as sometimes generous, but also unapproachable and said she was offended by the fraud allegations. Rowling hit back at the claims and repeated her view that she had been left with no option but to raise the court action. A statement issued on behalf of the author said J.K. Rowling is taking legal action against her former PA, Amanda Donaldson, following her dismissal for gross misconduct involving a substantial breach of trust. Ms. Donaldson's dismissal last year related to alleged abuses of her expense account and misplacement of items amounting to a significant value. Ms. Rowling does oh, yeah, not that accept beautiful, that beautiful DVD set. The DVD box set. I forgot that that was what was one of the like listed items here. Oh, God. Uh, Miss Rowling does not accept the position as stated by Amanda Donaldson in her evidence and does not find that she has adequately explained her excessive spending on the business credit card or the missing items in cash. Uh, I, I I hope this never ends. I hope we get more more juicy deets from Amanda on on what it was like to work in in, in JK's office, because that just sounds so good. Yeah, I I just feel like it must be awful. I, I'm so ready to believe that. That's definitely my bias stepping in here where I'm just like Totally. I, I'm ready I'm ready to hear the horror stories, Amanda. I I mean we, we are we are being messy, we are living for drama here, but like it's just such a good I can't pass this up. I have to know the gory details of like what it's like to work with JK Rowling, because I'm just thinking about like all of those um uh uh clips from like the documentaries and stuff where she's like in those warner bros meetings and just looks like she's not listening to anything being said and and uh and 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 i just i just i need more of it i need more 
I need more deets on this. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm reminded of um the uh the theme park rumor that we were recently made. Oh, aware that's of right. That yes. I didn't I did not know about. Um and I, I can't speak to like the veracity of this because as far as I can tell, this is like a rumor that goes around in like theme park enthusiast circles mm-hmm. of which I am I am not a part of. Um but I, I guess the uh, it was like Disney wanted to do Harry Potter World, but J.K. Rowling was not like was swayed by uh, oh, who Universal's like pitch because she wanted there to be a train like that was like a huge sticking point and it, and, it, and, it, and it was universal that was like okay whatever we'll give you like she really really was up on this idea of a hogwarts express that brings you to and from the park in a like specific way because i guess the train has to like because it's, it's a theme park so it has to drive up to the park and then reverse back down on the tracks <laughs> so to it pick needs up to be like double people. ended right right um and if that was really like the sticking point where like she needed it to be that in this specific way i i, I am building this kind of uh kind of a messy drama narrative here that's very funny <laughs> i want it I, I i just i hope um first of all I, I hope that Amanda does not get get uh, sued into the ground here. I I mean I'm I'm gonna be honest here. I'm pretty sure she probably did uh, um, uh, quote unquote misuse the credit card. I just don't care, sure. right? Like oh, yeah. I I I, uh, I I I I do not shed any tears for uh, J.K. Rowling's bank account, right? Like, I think that the real damning thing is that J.K. Rowling feels the need to bring this to court. Yes, like, just like, fire okay, her. there was there was just fire her. I don't know what the point is in like ruining this woman. I I think I said it the first time we talked about it, whereas like I can see some realm where it was like uh, like if she was like stealing from JK Rowling's like house and like personal stuff and like feeling that like sense of like being violated and having your privacy like violated in that way but like this was like a a misuse of a company credit card it really just doesn't seem that personal to me and i just Mm -hmm. don't i don't quite i don't quite get why jk rowling cares but i don't know why she cares about a lot of stuff she's she's such a twitter replier and i i'm just like I, i don't i can't really conceive of why she is so like this uh huh uh yeah it it is it is incredible uh i'm i'm by the way speaking of uh jk rolling and twitter i would just like to say we are on week three four of uh of grindle watch slash slash fallout 76 watch and the answer is still neither of them uh neither todd howard nor jk rolling has addressed the uh critical reception of their last big project publicly uh and i think it is still anyone's anyone's race here yeah yeah we'll be watching very closely to both of those things i has it been like about four weeks since we saw crimes of grindelwald i think it's almost exactly a month right because it would have been late november that we saw it yeah yeah wow yeah time time flies when you're watching absolute garbage i guess 
Yeah, that that movie sure has fallen right out of my head. I feel like really a lot has. of the bad, the bad things that we've watched and read uh, over the course of of this podcast, like I, they just they're just still kind of rattling around in there mm-hmm. and making me mad. But this movie <laughs> has just like it's gone. Have, it is gone like a fine power. mist out of my out of my head. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we we are used to a uh, more. A, 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 a classier brand of garbage, I would say, uh, hmm. than that movie. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, uh, classy garbage, yeah. uh, I have an article here from Cosmopolitan. Ah, uh, yes, that I I've been waiting to hear that in our news segment for a long time. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited. We have we have a Cosmo article here. First one, I believe, on the show. Uh, this is called 16 Ways Harry Potter Would Be Different If It Was Set Now. What? Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> you were expecting like, like 75 Harry Potter sex tips to make the wand shoot goo. But no, we're getting... We're getting a Reddit post. I don't... I can't imagine what this could be, so please continue. All right. The magic of the Wizarding World has been in our lives for over two decades now. Congrats, you're super old. And the messages in the beloved stories by J.K. Rowling have well and truly stood the test of time. Friendship, love, bravery, it's all stuff that means just as much in 2018 as it did in 1997. Why is Cosmo calling me old? Like, am I the target demographic for this, or am I... to, like, why is Cosmo nagging me in this article? Yeah, I don't know who reads because, Co- <coughs> excuse me, it's not teens because there's teen Cosmo, right? So who is who's reading Cosmo these days? Who is it for? Uh, like, I, I feel like this article is written for me. Like, I'm in my late 20s. It is specifically mm-hmm. referencing that I should be feeling old because Harry Potter is old. Yeah. Um, but I don't appreciate this nagging from, from Cosmo. <laughs> But er, let's be honest, it's probably fair to say that some parts of the Harry Potter stories haven't stayed quite as relevant as the rest. Seeing as Harry was born on 31st July 1980, that means he entered Hogwarts in 1991, so it's actually an absolute 90s fest when you really think about it. No, it's not. What? Ignoring the minor fact that, you know, the whole Voldy problem could have been solved fairly quickly with the invention of the internet... Here's a few slightly more subtle ways that Harry Potter would be very different if it was set today. Is this really going to be about modern technology and Harry Potter? This this is straight up. This is this no is a Reddit way. post. No mm-hmm. way. No way. You ready for this? Yeah. Number one, the Wizarding World fashion would absolutely not be the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're where they wear they have a school uniform that I know the movie has kind of like changed it up, but they literally have a school uniform that I presume has been unchanged for like a long time. They're wearing wizard robes in this story. Mm-hmm. Wizard would robes. Like, would, would you like to know Cosmo's take on this? No. Their obsession with colored fleeces, striped knitwear, blazers over t-shirts, and bootleg jeans is not to be a thing in 2018. Okay, this is so fucked up. I don't understand why this this wasn't, like, like focused more on the movies or, like, when it was written. Like, 
all of the movie fashion and the things aren't related. It's not related to when it takes place in the story. It's literally the fashion from when the movie came out. (laughs) This is like, what if Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire had been released in 2018? Well, like, yeah, their hair probably wouldn't have been like that. Here's here's some specifics for you. Ron is in a Boohoo Man tracksuit, Harry is in his ASOS best, and Hermione has a pair of pretty little thing leggings in her wardrobe that she bought from Fleur de Liqueur's Instagram story, swipe up affiliate link. I hate this. <laughs> well, we got we got a lot more to go. Sorry. That's okay. We have, we have number two, Alexa, how do I find a horcrux? Uh okay, this is just saying that they can Google stuff. That it's not it's not even in it's it's not even in their books. That's Okay. I'm skipping over that one cuz it's obvious. We we need to get to the real cursed shit here. Yeah, please just give me the please just give me the most the most cursed stuff. Number 3, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft, Wizardry and Non-Gender Specific Magic. Look, this is 2018. We all know by now that gender is very much a spectrum and that applies to folks in the wizarding world just as much as it does the muggle one. Not everyone identifies as a witch or wizard, and Hogwarts is a loving home that's all about inclusivity. It's officially renamed Hogwarts School of Witchcraft, Wizardry, and Non-Gender-Specific Magic. Fuck off, Cosmo. Who is Cosmo for? That's really, like, this is what I am coming back to over and over again, is I'm not sure who this is written for. Is this for me? Also, is that a is this a joke? Like, are they joking? Like, I don't I don't get it. Right. You, like, 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 like the tone. This is a total like inkblot test, right? Like, like this is a joke that like could probably pass. easily, easily someone who's like, haha, triggered SJWs would laugh at it thinking it's a joke. And yeah. uh, but I don't know who who it's really for. Also, I, I'm very again like coming back to the premise. I'm very confused about because if if J.K. Rowling was writing Harry Potter right now in 2018, it w- she wouldn't write it like that. <laughs> this is this is a assuming Harry Potter's real article, isn't it? I'm, oh yeah. I can't. I can't. <sighs> well, uh, here's a good one. Umbridge would be the most Trump esque tweeter. You just know that Umbridge would be all over social media. Her profiles would be entirely pink. Her Instagram feed would be full of cats. She'd always use the bow emoji. And her tweets would be easily mistaken for something that Trump would have written to the wizarding world. Wizards don't use social media. It doesn't matter what year it is. They don't use phones. Also... Um, sorry, sorry to to disagree with you there, but I need to highlight this one because uh, Cosmo owes us money. Okay. Fred and George would have have their own YouTube channel. God damn it! Fuck you, Cosmo. Damn it, Cosmo. We we did this. We made this up. You give us some of that Cosmo money. (sighs) Wow, that's incredible. It it even mentions like uh, Jake and Logan Paul here. Like, where's my check, Cosmo? Yeah, we will be awaiting that in the mail. Uh, thir- okay, 13. Victor Crumb would appear on Love Island. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I this is like English, that- Cosmo. I don't know what Love Island is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have no idea. He would not. Um, I feel like th- I feel like this article isn't for me. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> starting to realize here. 
Uh, here's here's a good here's a really good closer here. Uh, Sixteen is last but not least. Dumbledore would sort Harry out with some decent therapy. No, he wouldn't, because he sucks. They Dumbledore had therapy in the nineties. They yeah. ha- they had that. That was a big deal. It was a big thing in the nineties. It becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure why it would be different in 2018. I hate this. Harry will probably be labeled as a special snowflake in 2018, but hey, he's had a rough ride, all right? What does that fucking mean? I I really honestly can't tell if this is, like, fake woke or if it's, like, triggered SJWs. I, I, I really, legitimately have no idea. It's really riding that line. Uh... Uh, so so there you have it there's there's i didn't read all 16 i'm not that cruel but there are some of the ways that cosmo thinks that harry potter will be different in 2018 wow that was terrible um i I feel like i am like weakened you know like we're both sick Mm -hmm. um and i'm like i don't have my my typical guard up um and so like Cosmo was like super effective against me. Like I just, I just, I'm just too, I'm just too weak. That made me so angry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry to that's have done okay. this to you. <laughs> that's that's all right. That's all right. Um, the news is very important here. The news is important. We 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 cannot let ourselves uh, uh, fall out of of following the world around us. But I think that's all I have. And I think well, we should that was truly, on. truly god awful. Um, because <laughs> we went, I was so excited. We, we started, it was such like a one two punch of starting with some messy drama that I love, um, and then switching to Cosmo, which is like apparently very dark sided, very cursed. Not what I was expecting, honestly. Is Cosmo for like people that read Bustle? Is like, I, I legit, like, I'm just like, I think. That I would, I assume that I would be the target demographic for Cosmo, um, and I'm a little bit startled by the the content <laughs> that you just read to me. Maybe, maybe it's maybe, uh, maybe they've had to pivot to to listicles uh, just because of the internet. Like, yeah. Uh, so let's let's leave that behind and let's talk about our reading. I think. Yeah, uh, we read one chapter this week. Rita Skeeter's scoop. Which I hope to only have to say once, and that and that's it. <laughs> um, this is kind of a long one. I like I I don't really think. Uh, I was gonna say not a lot happens, but I guess this chapter kind of has like a beginning, middle, and end in yeah. a way. So this might this might be a little long. Um, we we start off, and and Hermione and Ron are are being friendly to each other again after their big fight at the Yule Ball, but there's kind of an unspoken tension between them. Uh, They're described as acting just kind of more formal around each other, but they are being like, they, they they're being polite to each other, presumably for like Harry's benefit. They, they do tell Hermione that what they overheard uh, about Hagrid being a half giant. And she kind of is like a little bit dismissive and she's like, Oh, I always figured that what's what it was. Uh, it's no big deal. Uh, the only reason that people wouldn't like that is because they're bigots. Um, Harry's starting to worry about the egg. He's kind of realizing on the other side of other side of Christmas that February is a lot sooner than, than he would have thought. Uh, but we kind of, 
see through his like internal monologue that that he's just like too stubborn and too angry at Cedric to take his clue seriously. He has a little bit of righteous anger that he told Cedric just that the challenge was dragons and yet Cedric was being all cryptic with him uh, with a clue instead of just telling him. They go to Care of Magical Creatures, and there's a substitute teacher, Professor Grubbly Plank, and and the lesson is unicorns, and it's like a really, really good lesson. Harry tries to ask her where Hagrid is, but she says it's personal and, and won't and won't say, and it's not his business. The unicorn only like likes girls more so all the girls go to pet the unicorn and when the boys are like hanging back out of earshot draco malfoy shows harry the newspaper and the newspaper has like a a very anti-hagrid article in it where it reveals that he's a half giant and some of his like history with the chamber of secrets and on and on and it's kind of just like a uh, you know, Dumbledore shouldn't have hired him and he's a bad teacher and on and on and on. And, and Hagrid, I'm uh, not Hagrid, uh, Harry gets really angry and, and gets super mad at Malfoy because Malfoy has like a, a quote in there um, about how like how often people get injured um, at, at Care of Magical Creatures, kind of a callback to the Buckbeak thing. Uh, we do find out that Hermione did like really like the the care of magical creatures lesson said it was really good but as soon as harry kind of tells her what happened she is like on board she's really upset about hagrid um so the kids harry ron and hermione run down to um uh hagrid's hut and kind of bang on his door and are like we don't care care hagrid we like you but he doesn't answer they also do some speculation about how how rita could have could have heard about about Hagrid's half, half being a half giant because no one else was around. Um, uh, some time goes by and Harry's still kind of like worried about the egg, but there's a Hogsmeade weekend and he really wants to go. And Hermione says to him, you know, you should stay behind and work on the egg because it'll be quiet. And so he lies to her because he really wants to go and says, I have it mostly worked out and she's really proud of him. And then he feels guilty. At Hogsmeade, they they go into the three broomsticks and and see Ludo Bagman and he's sitting and, and talking to some goblins. Uh, but he he is kind of escapes them and pulls Harry aside and and basically tries to help Harry with the clue and and wants Harry to win the tournament. And Harry's like super suspicious and says, No, I like I don't want your help. Uh, but a little bit regrets that because uh, he's really struggling with this egg clue. And we also find out. Um, uh, from Ludo Bagman, at least allegedly, he says the goblins are there about trying to find uh, Barty Crouch because he's been missing for like a month and is communicating with Percy like through letters to do his job and he says he's sick and so it's like very mysterious. In the Three Broomsticks, they also run into Rita who, who is coming in and like talking about doing a smear article about Ludo Bagman uh, and then Harry and Hermione confront Rita and and say that she's horrible and all that and Hermione really gets fired up and and attacks her and not not physically attacks her but is is like yelling and upset with her and and Rita kind of turns on her and after that confrontation Harry and Ron are like oh Hermione she's going to be coming after you next uh Hermione is so angry and they she kind of leads them them to Hagrid's hut where they bang on the door again. And they're like, Hagrid, seriously, we don't care that you're a half giant. It doesn't matter where you come from on and on. Um, 
but it's Dumbledore that opens the door and Hermione's like super embarrassed because they were like yelling and all of that. Uh, Dumbledore invites them in. Hagrid is like crying at the table and, and Dumbledore says, Hagrid, listen, listen to Harry, Ron and Hermione. They're your friends. And we kind of get uh, like them telling Hagrid that they, the same thing, like they don't care where he comes from and it's okay. And they like, like him and he's great and on and on. Um, Dumbledore tells the, a story about his brother and how it doesn't matter like who your family is you're still good even if uh your brother does inappropriate things to goats and and uh (laughs) can't and can't read uh kind of the infamous aberforth line um hagrid kind of comes around is like oh i've been stupid you're right i'll come back to teaching and he also talks a little bit about uh, his dad who was was the human and shows like a picture of him with his dad And then Hagrid tells Harry that he really, really wants Harry to win the Triwizard Tournament um, and that he's like so proud of him and it would just mean a lot if he would win. And Harry finally gets to the point with his guilt about the egg that he's going to swallow his pride and and uh, and go take a take a damn bath with the egg. And that is the end of the chapter. Yeah, this is a long like when when. When we were deciding last week, like how many chapters to read, I was like, hmm, are we going to have like enough content with just one? But this is a lot, I guess. Like, yeah, I liked most of this chapter. And I, yeah, and what too. I liked about it is it, it reminded me a lot of the Mirror of Erised chapter because it has like its own little lesson and it's like a story like in its own right i i really enjoy the progression of harry like lying and then feeling guilty and then finally deciding to like do the right thing here yeah um so i i actually like i was expecting this to be more filler than just like a little bottle story in here but i did i did for the most part like it i i i really liked it and i think that all of my I do have a lot of complaints and, and, and things I didn't like, but I think that most of them are like things that carried over from the last chapter. Oh, for uh, sure. Definitely. Uh, the wor- the worst parts of this chapter are like, cl- like clean up from the Yule Ball stuff, basically. Um, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot I, of Yule Ball cleanup here and it feels oh, yeah. really clumsy and, and very weird. Uh, just out of the gate, like, because it's, like, one of the first lines in this chapter, I, I, I just can't get over Hermione confessing that she used hair product at the beginning. Mm. <laughs> like, what a, what a confession. <laughs> what a fucking confession to make, like, oh, yeah, my hair only looked good because of product. Like, damn, what a liar, I guess. Uh, that, yeah. that was very odd. It really um, it, like feeds into this like picture that I have of her being like hot for one chapter. It's like it, it's like this weird because it's not really a makeover story because typically a makeover story you stay made over, right? Right. And it's like so this is much more like magical girl transformation to me in that like <laughs> she had the transformation, nobody recognized her, and then like the next chapter she's back to normal. <laughs> if only it was a magical girl transformation that would be so much better uh she is a magical girl though yeah i mean i guess technically yes <laughs> in in the strictest in the strictest most dictionary definition way hermione Sorry, is a magical I, I girl couldn't, i couldn't resist <laughs> yeah no it's 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 very very good um but but yeah like there's stuff like that there's 
this this chapter tries it on uh with like consequences for harry's behavior at the ball by saying that like oh pravati has been really cold to harry recently it's like okay it's news to me that they even talk like like she's not a character we don't know her (laughs) we don't know anything about her other than she had a bad day with harry well all we know about her i guess is that she's like one of the dumb girls in divination right it's her and lavender yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's basically it so like she's been a joke up until this point more or less so this isn't really even like consequences i the way i read this paragraph because it it literally is just like one paragraph is it's like it's the harry didn't do anything wrong paragraph like he he is justified in his behavior because uh because she's horrible basically yeah, let me let me find it because it's so outrageous i can't believe it's even in here i wonder if it it was like put in here as like a a second pass um so so here here's why i say that i think that it like is supposed to be the part where harry is absolved of all of all wrongdoing it is because of it all comes ball up crimes. Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, they're walking back from from the le- the like good the good care of magical creatures lesson with the substitute teacher and Pravati is saying um like she is being rude to Hagrid. It just says like she's talking about how great the lesson was. Uh, what about Hagrid? Harry said angrily as they went up the steps. What about him? Said Parvati in a hard voice. He can still be gamekeeper, can't he? Parvati had been very cool toward Harry since the ball. He supposed that he ought to have paid her a bit more attention, but she seemed to have had a good time all the same. She was certainly telling anybody who would listen that she had made arrangements to meet the boy from Bobatons in Hogsmeade on the next weekend trip, which I just read that is like a, hey, Harry didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's like, actually, this- she's bad. <laughs> Yeah, actually, she's she's trifling. Like, okay, thanks, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was very, very out of place and silly, and just like it's just a mess because it. I, I, I mean, I guess dropping it entirely would kind of reveal the artifice of that whole chapter and like how she was basically like she became a character just to provide this uh, like drama just for that chapter, um, but also like bringing her back and trying to make it seem like oh yeah her and harry have always like been on speaking terms or whatever is just so also transparent it's a damned if you do damned if you don't thing really i think yeah definitely uh which just makes me feel like harry should have gone to the ball with cho but i i won't uh won't <laughs> i like our version i really like our I, I the thing you said about how she should have agreed, but but like Harry would have been preoccupied, like chasing Karkarov or something just seems really obvious to me. Uh, yeah, but but I don't know. Um, I do really like the uh, care magical creatures lesson. I think that's really funny. I, I also have a very strong uh, uh, Jim Dale memory of the grubbly plank voice, which I can't oh, do right now because of, yeah. of my nose. But uh, uh, it's OK. I wouldn't specific- be able to hear it. <laughs> the, the specifically the like he is indisposed line is so fresh in my my my, my mind's eye i guess uh, yeah i like unicorns i like unicorns are got, cool I, got, I like that they got to see a unicorn um a living was, one because because yes. remember we have had we have seen a unicorn before but it was because hagrid took a bunch of 11 year olds in the woods so he could shoot it in the head 
God, this is such a, this is such a, um, you know, like, obviously, I do not think Hagrid should be discriminated against because he's a half giant. However, he is a very bad teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, I Um, I read that as kind of a joke in this, like, it's, it is funny. Like, I I think that is a, a, a funny joke here. But, but also, like, there is so much in Rita Skeeter's article, like, cause the whole text of the article is in here and I'm like, damn, she's right though. I, I, th- this is maybe totally galaxy brain, but like, I almost feel like the version of the like silly student activism story that you could have framed around the Hagrid drama is actually a lot funnier and like closer to what, what something that would have landed for me. I think if like, Hermione had been very passionate about like uh Haggard being the teacher or whatever, but he's just like consistently being a crappy teacher and like getting kids attacked by uh hippogriffs and stuff and scroots. Like like there's a version of that where you can say, like, look, I know you love Haggard, but like maybe we can find a better job for him or something, as opposed to like Hogwarts slavery justification stuff you know yeah definitely um i you pointed it out also i i really i highlighted uh hermione using the word bigotry here yes mm-hmm. and well specifically ron's reaction to it like like ron is is i really feel like we're supposed to be on ron's side here because he's the character who knows about giants uh-huh. right like yeah like like he wanted to say something, but he couldn't, uh, and and I I really did not like that that scene. Yeah. Ron continues to just suck. I mean, I guess I don't. I think we see giants more in the later books. They are monsters in this world, right? Like they are just they are they are video game monsters. They are right. giants from Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Well, actually, no, because that I think that's even unfair. Because you know, in in Skyrim, they only attack you if you attack them. So I so. swear, I walked. I I don't know. I feel like I was killed by a giant unprovoked in that game. <laughs> you might have. I don't know. You might have like fired an arrow or something, and it like randomly hit one. And uh, I would never. My biggest mistake in Skyrim is that I always played as a as a caster character, which sucks. So oh yeah, I the casters maybe, are terrible. There's only I one way to play fire- Skyrim: it's stealth archery. <laughs> Maybe I threw a fireball or something. Um, but yeah, the, the giant stuff in here is a little bit, uh, I guess I raised an eyebrow, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, but they are monsters, I think. Right? It's just They're- really muddled. It, it's Here's the thing. It is, there is a version of this that w- maybe, and, and like, like, I'm not giving it like a blanket pass here, but there's a version of this, of, of a story where, you could have like a well-meaning character who doesn't know anything about a world coming in and saying like, oh, like we've got to be, you know, nice to the the giants or whatever. And, and everyone's like, no, they are literal like demon monsters that like smack you with their club. Like, like there's a version of that that could work. But in tandem with the house elf story where she is completely correct because the house elf stuff is insanely fucked up, it's it doesn't it doesn't mesh for me because no, because I think this is supposed to be like another example, right? It's supposed to be yeah. like a parallel example for her being, being wrong or over eager and not, yeah. not under, not understanding the facts. 
Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, I think it's difficult because like like it's always uncomfortable, I think, to write a any kind of story where there is just like a, a a race of uh like uh unquestionably evil creatures, right? Like it's it's that is that is difficult ground to tread at best, I would say. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless there is like some sort of concept of absolute evil in the story, which I don't think that this is one of those. Unless you count Voldemort, but even that, the water gets pretty muddied. Yeah, later on. it's 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 one of yeah. There's there's a way to do it. Like 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 you can you can make like your giant monsters or whatever. That's that's fine, but it doesn't really work in this story where like social activism around like like racial politics is like a big part of this story um and i can't not view i i i, I can't see something that this, like the story is trying to make me buy into the house self stuff right and and like, like buy into the fact that there's like this oh like they're little they're little magical creatures but they're really you know they really have minds of their own they are really people like hermione is uh you know naive but not wrong that they you know like like deserve freedom or whatever and then also say there's also these other humanoid creatures that are just demon monster like it's just messy right like like Oh yeah. It's, it's difficult to do both of those things, I think. Yeah, and I don't I definitely don't think the the plotline that we've landed on to be the main one for her is very yeah. good. So so I don't know about this like parallel one. But I guess we'll we'll get into like more giant stuff a lot later when Hagrid like brings his brother to the Forbidden Forest right yeah i mean that's the other thing that muddies it too right is is haggard being half giant like yes like does does that mean he has evil half like like it's it's you this story is having it both ways and it, it doesn't work for me yes i agree with that yeah uh i like the draco stuff i i yeah I am enjoying Draco more as a character, although, you know, I, I still keep having this experience, not even like this is not a fandom criticism, but I forgot how little Draco matters in these stories. Like he's really, really yeah. not in them other no, than to he... show up and be mean. Uh, like, he's, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, he doesn't I, I, really I, take part in anything. I keep going back and forth on Draco just because like I love any scene where he shows up just to be petty and I uh -huh. hate it whenever he starts talking about where he has to be like the stand in for like bad politics. Right. Like like I just yeah. I, I, I appreciate him so much more. as just like the, the mean kid who hates Harry. Yes, definitely. Uh, the other let me see here. I'm just going going kind of down the list here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it is really weird and I think overall like I liked the story of this chapter but also it couldn't really decide whether it wanted Harry or Hermione to like take the lead on Hagrid does yes. that make sense like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like Harry gets really mad at Draco and Rita 
and the first time Harry initiates the we we have to go talk to Hagrid. But it isn't until they run into Rita at the Three Broomsticks that it's like, oh, Hermione is now is now taking the lead here. And I thought that was a really odd choice because <laughs> this is maybe one of the strongest like Harry has something to do chapters. Like Harry mm-hmm. feels really protective of Hagrid, and then there's this like last minute switch where it's like, oh, now Hermione's really mad. And Hermione is yeah. leading the charge, and 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 in a and another way that just sort of muddies the waters, I think, because I, I feel like this book has been training us to be wary of Hermione wanting to do things right, like like yeah, she's, so she's like, always misguided. Like that is yeah. like that is what the text is telling us that Hermione is misguided in the things that she cares about. Yeah, so it's a little weird to suddenly see her like on a justifiable like or or like to be clear i think that the house of stuff is justifiable but the book clearly does not want us to think that but it's 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 now quite a shift to uh you know presumably we're supposed to be on her side about hagrid right so it's it's a i think it's just like a little bit muddy um but it is so refreshing to read a chapter where harry is motivated uh and god especially after uh, the last couple we had and and also i um I this is the first chapter where I buy his lack of motivation to do the egg stuff. Um, I, that I stuff love is his entire his entire progress from like lie like little white lies to his friends about the egg to feeling guilty and swallowing his pride. I thought that was the best thing about this whole chapter. It's, it's great. I love his uh, really like bullheaded attempts to like open the egg. That like paragraph about how he was like you know yelling at it and throwing it at the wall and stuff is really funny like like Mm -hmm. him trying to figure out like anything to not take cedric's advice um uh there's some really good stuff in here that reminded me of my favorite part of the last chapters uh you know where he was like unreasonably angry and and uh shitty about cedric uh after talking to cho there's a lot of stuff similar to that in here you also kind of get the idea that he knows that he's being stupid. Yes. A little uh, bit. Exactly. And, and is like, and is so like, he knows it, but he's so ready to just justify his feelings to himself in like exactly. any way possible. Yeah. Yeah. That, that stuff is great. Uh, I do want to talk about the Hogsmeade stuff. Yeah, no problem. Um, I do want to mention something that I left out of my summary uh, that just completely, I don't really have anything to say about it. It was just that there's like a, a, a important clue that was placed, which is on their way to Hogsmeade, they see uh, Victor Crumb doing a dive off of the, the Durmstrang boat into the, into the lake. And they're oh, that's like, right. wow. And they're like, wow, that's, that's fucked up. It's probably really cold. And, and the, the clue is that he's, he's practicing for the second task. I I will say uh, as much as I have disliked Ron in these chapters, this is the one comment of his I really thought was funny here, which is the you know Hermione saying like, oh well, it's a lot colder where he comes from, and like it's probably really warm for him, and and uh, Harry's like, well, it's still probably pretty freaking cold though, and Ron just says like, yeah, and there's a squid, <laughs> like like I thought that was I thought his kind of petty comment about Crumb there was 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 funny. That was a cute yeah. Yeah, we get dig. so little like cute interaction from the three of them that that was refreshing. Because yeah. uh, yeah. always one of them is just being a shithead. Now that's that's just like <laughs> the new the new normal for these books. Yeah, 
but anyway, this so this Hogme- Hogsmeade uh, stuff. Um, I do like. I, I'm continuing to really like Bagman and uh-huh. and all of the red herrings with Bagman. Yep. Uh, I really, really want to talk about the way that his dialogue is written here. Sure. Because this feels this feels unfinished to me. This feels like um, uh, I am uh, like th- th- no other p- place in these books has this this been the writing style. Listen, Harry, he said, brackets, still in a very low voice. I feel very bad about this. You were thrown into this tournament. You didn't volunteer for it. And if, brackets, his voice was so quiet now, Harry had to lean closer to listen. If I can help you at all, a prod in the right direction. I've taken a liking to you. The way you got past that dragon. Well, just say the word. This is written like a tw- like a tweet with stage directions. This is. It's pretty like, weird. Like. Why, why are the, why are the stage directions in, like, asides? It's so bizarre. It's, it's really strange, and you're right, it does feel like something that was meant to be, like, gone back over. Like, she just really wanted to get the, like, tone and general feeling of that dialogue out and then like come back to it and clean it up but it never got cleaned up this is also a like i have it open to this page and if i like move it away from my face i can see how many ellipses are are on these there's a lot there's a lot of ellipses on this uh, in this scene um so i just thought that was funny and and kind of odd and just like felt really out of place i i do overall like this scene uh and the fake out with with bagman being suspicious um and and the goblins there are 16 there are 16 ellipses on one page <laughs> thank you for counting yeah yeah uh, no problem <laughs> um and and Fred and George appearing at the end here, like this is a good. I, I, the more I see this, the the sadder I am. That this whole like red herring plot wasn't in the movie uh, because I I like the idea like the idea of this scene, right? Like the suspicious suspicious bagman coming over and like offering to yeah. help him cheat. I forgot how much it came up, probably because of the movie. Yeah, yeah, like like he. This whole thing about him like desperately trying to like win uh, money and in, in gambling stuff by like like cheating Harry is 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 great like like I, I, bo- I, I, I would this is a weird thing to say I think that both of the major red herrings in this book so far are better than the actual mystery like the Karkarov thing is great and the Bagman thing is great I, I'm really enjoying both of them uh, definitely I, I sure uh, feel like a lot of a lot of words and a lot of page count is used up on stuff that could be better. Uh-huh. That is where I'm starting to get to with this book. Where I'm like, <laughs> there is a lot of interesting stuff going on, but it is so padded with like stuff that I hate. Right. Mm-hmm. That just like, I, I just wish that I, I I'm, I'm very nostalgic for that, that early Harry Potter feeling where they're like investigating together and trying to look into all of these leads instead of Harry moping around at like the Yule ball and things and just kind of stumbling into things that are happening. Yeah. Cause there is good stuff here. I, like you're right. I love, I love the Bagman stuff. I, I love the tone of all that. It's, it's like very mysterious. Um, and and the Karkaroff stuff, obviously, more Snape content, please. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it's just like disappointing that we got two god awful Yule Ball chapters instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up that they messed up the Yule Ball. There's so much potential there. Like how do you yeah. how do you how do you screw up the 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 dance chapter? Right. Um I I, I think my strongest feeling about this chapter is I, I really like the way it ends. Um, I think that the scene with Hagrid is really good. And I think that um, actually, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself here because do, do you want to talk about Rita like like her uh, whole thing here? Only, only because I want to do a shout out to Rita Skeeter for having a photographer named Bozo. Hell yes. Right. What a good name. I, also, I, I, I would also like to point out that um. Ludo Bagman and the Karkaroff stuff didn't. I guess the Karkaroff stuff made it into the movie, but the Ludo Bagman stuff didn't. Uh, but Bozo is in the movie, so I just, I just want to say that for oh, Bozo's for in the, the movie. Record. I yeah, don't Bozo's remember that. In the movie. I don't remember that at all. I'm excited now. Uh, I, I mean, like he deserves the it. I like the banana yellow robes. Uh, yes. Uh, distinct lack of, um, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my thinking emoji stuff here. But uh, uh, the mannish hands and jaw and, and, and shit hasn't uh, ever appeared ever again. So I'm just sort of doing sitting over here doing my thinking emoji almost almost as if it was all rewritten, you know, to not include that stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Um, I again, like I liked the scene with Rita. I, d- I just don't know why it like waffles between it being a Harry story or a Hermione story. Mm-hmm. Hermione's investment in this seems very strange, um, but I guess it is setting up that I think Rita is going to write a bad story about Hermione, right? I can't really remember. I don't remember. Uh, if she does, that's hilarious because a a reporter just writing a smear piece on a fourteen year old girl is like absurd and hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, although I guess like if. Okay, there is a lot. We're, I think when when we finish this book, we have to really take inventory here because the more I read this, the harder I find it to believe that Hermione is meant to be J.K.'s self-insert. Um, because Hermione is really put through the ringer in this book, like as a character, uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of not buying it anymore, like. That, that that she's supposed to be JK's. I know, mean, it could, it, it could. I mean, it could be sadder than that. I mean, I I feel like I I read that because I have had the same reaction, and I'm like, this is a weird, like, reflexive, like, self hatred kind of expression to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's hmm. probably pretty galaxy brain, but. I I don't know. I I definitely read into and and again. Like, I'd like to say that this is not like, like JK Rowling has said that Hermione is her. This is not coming from nowhere. Um, And and I feel like there is a, especially along with, with her particular, you know, uh, what I have in the past said is JK Rowling needs to get over her, like, not like other girls phase. This feels like a reflexive almost like condemning of her younger self like like the condemning of like childhood idealism ah kind of thing Mm -hmm. i could see that for sure yeah like like that's the thing is it's i would only be thinking about this i'm only thinking about this because like it's come up many times from jk that 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 hermione is her 
like is, is meant to be her like you know uh, uh as a character um mm-hmm. like you know she represents herself so i it's just such a so it's such a weird thing to think about in this book that is really like kind of shitting on hermione constantly yeah constantly um uh but yeah, I, I definitely have some some big thoughts about that that I'm sure we'll revisit in our our Goblet of Fire postmortem here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess now let's move on to the Hagrid stuff because I think I think this is the strongest part of this chapter to me. Uh, anyway. Yeah, this was the part. This was the part, and 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 to be clear, like I really like this about it. Um, that was the biggest callback to Mirror of Erised, where I feel like Dumbledore is is finally there to be that like wise like figure that helps us kind of wrap up a mm-hmm. kind of like the moral of the story, right? And, right. and I and I enjoy that. It's like very corny. Um but it was it was very sweet too. I I loved I loved the part where um Harry's like telling Hagrid that it doesn't matter who his parents are and and Hagrid's like a little skeptical and Harry says look at the Dursleys like I'm not like that and I and I thought that was sweet Uh, and I like to see like Harry expressing feelings right (laughs) Harry having thoughts and feelings (laughs) and caring for other people amazing I so I I liked that uh I I, yeah I, I also really like Dumbledore here um this is one of those things where I, I I think that a scene in this earlier book is great and becomes terrible later on because Aberforth is a real character. Uh, Dumbledore yeah. making like this 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 thing where Dumbledore like says this insane anecdote about his brother Aberforth. I love it here because it's it's just like it just feels like he's making something up, right? Like he's just saying something stupid to to like help Hagrid out here um because because everything he says here is patently absurd um but as we find out later Aberforth is a real person and and, and he lives suddenly, right down the street <laughs> he lives right down the damn street yeah it's very stupid yeah that's wait till oh, we hear about their there. other just think about their other younger brother Aurelius Dumbledore Oh, I can't wait to find out more about Aurelius Dumbledore, <laughs> the very real uh, character. So I really liked this. I do have a bone to pick with this Hagrid scene, and and I'll I'm I'm curious to see if you'll agree with me or not. Okay. Um, and and please tell me if you if you disagree. I thought Hagrid turning to Harry and saying that he'd really like him to win the Triwizard Tournament is insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's my take on that. So you are not wrong. It is very funny. <laughs> Um, I think I think it is something that should have come way earlier. I don't I don't think it's a a wild sentiment for Hagrid to have Um, Uh because Hagrid is a like fiercely loyal, like like friend to Harry constantly through thick and thin. Um, I almost feel like if Harry had like went gone to Hagrid's hut like way earlier in this story like while everyone was mad at him about the goblet thing and like you know talked about his feelings with another character and Hagrid had said you know like I want you to win like I don't care what anyone else says I feel like that version of it makes a lot more sense because it would give him the motivation to power through the first task 
Right, but here, he's, not even, he, he's not even saying, like, I want you to win for your own sake because I like you. It almost is like a, like a I want you to win for my sake, right? Like, it's, like, <laughs> yes. it's, like, it's like you yeah, are the champion is. of all the, the downtrodden and the, the like, the oppressed. <laughs> he, and he it, said, son, when you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Haggard, Haggard just puts on Black Parade in the background and is like, Harry, I've got something to tell you. <laughs> he pulls out that picture of him with his dad when I was a young boy. <laughs> oh no, when I was a young boy, my father took me into Hogsmeade to see a marching band. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> yeah, so I thought Hagrid um, uh, reciting Black Parade to Harry in this scene was a little crazy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I, so I, 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 from, from that perspective, I totally agree. It's, it's a thing where I like what it's doing for the story, but where it is coming <laughs> up and how it is coming up is insane. I agree. Right. Like I love, I love that as a culmination of Harry, like, like, oh, it's like something Harry did has consequences, right? He's been doing these little white lies throughout this whole chapter. Yeah, I've figured out the egg. Yep, I've almost cracked it. And then at the moment where it matters and Hagrid is like saying this to him and he's realizing that he's let everyone down. Like, I love what that does for Harry. I love that that is all like contained here. And then he's like, I have to do it. I have to swallow my pride and get over this thing with Cedric. Hagrid saying that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I agree. I, like, yeah, the the internal reaction Harry has, the thing about how, like, oh, lying to Hagrid uh, felt different, you know, than, than anything he'd ever done before. Like, that, that is a real strong line. Um, but yes, the, the way we had to get there <laughs> with Hagrid just saying, like, gosh, darn it, I would, golly gee, I would love it if you won, um, is, is, is wild. That kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of my that my only thought about that. But the other stuff, I I did <laughs> I did I did really like it. Harry's very refreshing here with with some oh motivations and really, some mistakes, and he really does just recite the lyrics to. I, to Black I know why why <laughs> he really just does. It's wild in the movie. <sighs> Dumbledore's playing the snare drum. <laughs> Oh, we're going to make a great AMV when we get to Gobble to Fire film. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> what a good song. What a great a song. Classic. Great album. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if I have much else to say about this chapter. It, it was much, much better than the last two. Like, like far and away. Oh, oh easily. Um, it's uh, like that, that reminder that, that uh, JK Rowling can, can write a story with characters that like, have motivations and and internal thoughts right. and feelings she and, can and, like, do care it. about each other like like that's the thing that, that i hate so much about so much of this book is like none of the characters seem to actually give a shit about each other in these and like i'm not saying that you can't have like rifts between them but like no rifts the, are good the, yeah yeah like having having characters you know bounce off each other is amazing but like I need to I need to at least like hold on to the hope that these characters give a shit about each other for for that to matter, right? Like mm-hmm. and and there's just like I mean this was my thing always with the whole like I'm I'm glad we got it in this book, but like 
like Harry never getting anything for his his friends like birthdays or Christmas or anything. Like I know that it's probably happening off screen, but like there we are seeing what they get for him on Christmas and like he just never got anything for them up until this book. And we actually still don't know if we got anything for Hermione. It's very funny how how many like seemingly obvious ways you can like develop character relationships like it is just yeah. sort of like like not not addressed most of the time yeah i i think that um like uh, this chapter it's it's weird to me like the goblet of fire is so bizarre because like i can see the same good things that i liked about all the other books um except they're just messier like in every like mm-hmm. this one that calls back to me at least of, of the like mirror of Erisa chapter it's like that but it's messier um and and like you were saying about like their their relationships and characters that you you feel like they care about each other um like i remember thinking that with like harry ron and hermione in the early books like i loved i loved their friendship and like their friendship moments and it almost feels as if in this like quest to make them be teens and start having romantic feelings it feels like it's an either or right like it's like you can either like care about someone it's like it's like ron um like likes Hermione now, right? Like that is that is their their rift, right? Because he he is starting to like her romantically. Um, but for some reason that has to happen it like in exception to their friendship. Because it's yeah. like it's like different that you can't have both. Which you absolutely that- can. Like there's a much more interesting story there, right? Like like I, I this all loops loops back around to like like man, the dance was a missed opportunity. Like real, real missed opportunity. Yeah, well, I I feel like this whole book is a missed opportunity. I'm like, this book has so many more pages, so many more words, and so much less character development <laughs> and, and plot stuff. Like, I'm just like, yeah. where? How, what are all these words doing? Yeah. There are so many. Like, on paper, the idea of like, oh, like, Ron and Hermione have been friends for a long time now, but now he like also is grappling with feelings for her there's a lot you can do with that i mean that's not that's not original by any stretch of the imagination that is like yeah and i don't really expect i don't expect original from these books i no i I just expect none of it it's it's like uh, it's frustrating um which I, i hate to end on a negative note for this chapter that i liked a lot but it is that reminder of like there's good stuff in here but right, it's sloppy it is, and and but just I, like but, really inconsistent but i feel that because this chapter was good right like it puts it in front yes. of your face and it's like hey like like remember when these characters were like compassionate and like cared about each other and had motivations <laughs> you know like yeah uh, definitely yeah yeah so a very good chapter but one that is maybe emblematic of why this book is kind of frustrating bittersweet yeah yeah that's a good way to put it i think it's it's it it is it is a good chapter and also hagrid recites my chemical romance lyrics to harry well that was probably the best part that's the best part absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that's everything i have for this chapter um and uh what about yeah what about you no yep i think I think that's it for me. Um. All right. Uh, In that case, I think it is time for us to take a break. Uh, I can go clear out my 
nose, you can clear out your <laughs> ears, and then we can re uh, revisit some Pottermore Christmas activities. Excellent. Hello and welcome back. Hello. Tis the season. Uh, we are in the midst of 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 the Christmas season here in in Shriekland, Shriekville. Yeah, I guess this will probably. Uh, when does this When does this go live? This will go live. I don't, I don't queue. I it am up. very <laughs> smart and definitely no dates. Uh, the twenty first for subscribers and. Uh-huh. The twenty. Oh wait, it will go up on Christmas Eve for for everyone else. So well, perfect. Well, merry well, merry Christmas to everyone else. Merry Christmas Eve. Um, yeah. Actually, can I tell a little Christmas story? Yes. Yes. This go is, ahead. This is this is going to be my uh, my my corny story uh, for the day, and it's it's not really much of one. Um, but I when I was a kid and Harry Potter was originally coming out, um, and and the movies and such, um. I uh, went to all the like book releases and to go and see the the movies uh, with my my favorite aunt, um, and we we like read them all and talked talked about them together. And one of the things as as goofy Americans we were very charmed by is is one of the scenes in one of the movies where Harry and Ron uh, say Happy Christmas to each other. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. and s- because we're like, oh, that's you know not American. We say Merry Christmas here. Uh, so to this day, uh, when I see my aunt on Christmas, we say Happy Christmas to each other because of Harry Potter. That's, <laughs> that's my, really that's my, cute. That's my corny Christmas story. That is really cute. I yeah, the Happy versus Merry Christmas split is is one that I never think of until I'm talking to like my <laughs> relatives and stuff. I'm like, oh right, yeah, or like. <laughs> think like when love actually is on tv and they're all saying happy christmas to each other i'm like fuck this sounds so weird (laughs) to me now yeah yeah it's very charming though it's good um and and the thing is uh is that harry potter and christmas have kind of a uh symbiotic connection in that you know every every book has a christmas chapter um harry never gets his friends anything for christmas which is very funnier to me the longer the books go um <laughs> uh but it but yeah it's christmas is deeply ingrained into the harry potter universe so pottermore obviously has a lot of christmas content for us um so the main thing we're going to do here is we, there is a quiz that i think would just be fun to run through the quiz it, it, it just says it is the harry potter bumper christmas quiz uh yeah but, i love quizzes but before that um, there are so many articles to choose from if you search Christmas, but this one sounded very funny. Uh, it is called The Difference Between a Muggle Christmas and a Wizarding Christmas. Uh, I like this a lot because I always love to talk about how the wizarding world just is exactly the same, but with wizard <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> wizard Christmas. <laughs> Um, I'd love I to think, go to Wizard Christmas. Hell yeah, I'd love to have a Wizard Christmas. The the main thing here, I'm I've not read all of this article in advance, and I'm desperate to know whether it gets into like the ah oh, well in Muggle Christmas they go to church and worship God, and in in the Wizard Christmas they don't. But I don't God, think that's ever going to come I'm up just, here. I'm just I'm having I am again having a brain blast to uh, J.K. Rowling's most 
my favorite tweet of hers ever about how Wiccans can't go to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tis the season for, for joy and togetherness and not letting Wiccans into the school, I guess. Uh, okay. What if it was just like only Christians can go to Hogwarts? <laughs> Like I, I just, I just feel, I just feel like the bulwark even, of Christendom, Byzantine, right? and Hogwarts. <laughs> we celebrate Christmas here. <laughs> the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, are is is Hogwarts? Is Hogwarts part of the Holy Roman Empire, or is or is Hogwarts Protestant? Uh, 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 that's Hogwarts my new is fanfic. certainly Protestant. Yeah, probably. Anglican, the Anglican Wizard School. There's a there's a Catholic <laughs> Wizard School somewhere else. They don't talk about it. Um, okay. Whether you're a muggle basting a turkey or a wizard watching the gravy stir itself, Christmas is a magical time. Yet naturally, Wizard Christmas uh, Wizard Christmases do tend to be a bit more magical than others, accompanying all manner of twists on familiar festive favorites. It's enough to make you want to dump your dull, lifeless Christmas lights in the bin. After all, what's the point if they're not actually real fluttering fairies? Yeah, Damn. good point. Um, I, I'm stuck on the gravy stirring itself. I don't know what the point of that is when you can just you can just shoot sauce out of your wand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get gravy on command as a wizard. That's canon. You know? Yeah, that's in the damn books. Maybe that's oh. just Molly Weasley's special skill. That's that only she's mastered this. The, well, the, you know the how it, sauce. You know, uh, like how My Little Pony lore is like uh, you know, they have like a special talent, and that's the like mark they have on their flank. That's her cutie mark. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> she's got a tattoo on her thigh of a wand spraying gravy out of it. Yep. <laughs> Jesus this is my Christ. this is my this is my My Little Pony uh, original character. Please do not steal. Uh, <laughs> Can we can we please see some fan art of a Molly Weasley My Little Pony with a with a it's, wand? It's not it's not what it looks like. It's a wand with some with some Alfredo sauce. It's it's not what it looks like, folks. Jesus Christ! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Molly's cutie mark. <laughs> well, Fuck. I'm just like thinking about it. it's like maybe like she's like good at cooking and that's like her signature spell like what if all wizards have signature spells and like we Snape know got harry sword. does it's Snape, right <laughs> yeah, Snape, Snape got sword for some reason um so so i think that that might there might be something to that yeah her hermione got alohomora that was her big thing in the first book uh or no i know hermione had the fire the blue fire in a bottle that she was really good at making uh yeah I'm 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 coming around to this. This is this is a this is a theory. Every wizard I mean, has their own. A, yeah, I mean, there's already somewhat of like precedent for it because the wand that you get is like kind of good at like certain stuff, right? Yeah. Because mine mine isn't very good at curses because I got stupid unicorn hair. <laughs> True. Fuck. This is very interesting. We're we're gonna have to determine everyone's signature spells one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So the first segment here is food. A wizard Christmas dinner is not too dissimilar from a muggle Christmas dinner. The Hogwarts Christmas feast is usually a wash with turkeys and flaming Christmas puddings. And even made the most powerful of made by slaves. That's true. Uh, e even the most powerful of wizards won't be able to resist falling asleep by the end of it. But there are a few magical touches that muggles sadly cannot compete with slavery. Um, 
The main thing being that there are me- wait, no, is this actually where this is going? The main thing being that there are means of magic that can make food replenish itself, meaning Christmas dinner never has to end. Imagine having the miracle of never ending wine, for example. I don't think uh, that's how it works, is it? I thought that the house elves are literally just teleporting new food onto the table. Yeah, I'm very... I mean, Molly Weasley, Molly Weasley makes never-ending sauce. We know that to be true. <laughs> that That is her signature that is spell. Her signature skill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is, that is her, that is her cantrip. Um... <laughs> Uh, muggle stuff aside, wizards also like to put their own little twist on the old muggle tradition of hiding a sixpence in a Christmas pudding, as demonstrated by Percy, who nearly choked on a sickle embedded in his favorite dessert. I don't know if that's really a twist. That's the same tradition. Percy just choked it's on just it. It's just different. Yeah, it's just different money, D- right? Different currency. It's wizard. It's wizard money. That's the difference. All right. Section two is presents. Given that wizards are wizards, their Christmas presents are a bit more magical than most. Harry, for example, sampled the delights of both worlds, going from toothpicks and 50 pence pieces from the Dursleys to invisibility cloaks, firebolts, and magic pen knives. Oh, I forgot to bring this up, actually, in our last reading. Harry got a what? magical pen knife from Sirius or whatever. Um, oh, it, yeah. says that, it says that the pen knife can like unlock any lock. Hello? You have a wand that does Alohomora. Why would you need the the pen knife? That's probably why it never comes up again. <laughs> Is it for squibs? <laughs> like, like maybe there's like a whole. Oh, there should be. Fuck, Harry Potter would be so cool if there was like a whole like industry of like uh, uh, tools for squibs to like make their lives like you know com- comparable with wizards or something. Yeah, it would but... be really interesting if there was like good lore that was yeah. interesting instead yeah, of just like it... Wizard Broadway, Wizard, wizard Christmas. <laughs> Uh, there are certain gifts, however, that, own, that are only slightly dissimilar to muggle ones. Wizards, for instance, still receive presents such as sweets, socks, and jumpers, but they just happen to be decorated with snitches and Hungarian horn tails, and the sweets are usually chocolate frogs or a box of birdie pots or flavored beans. Great, hey, thank you. Hey, 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 uh, we muggles have uh, sweaters with snitches on them. You can get them, and they're at hottopic.com. <laughs> That's true. Oh, no. The worlds are converging traditions <laughs> a lot of christmas uh-huh. wizard traditions are very similar to muggle ones there's eggnog kissing under mistletoe and even christmas carols except in the wizarding world there's more likely to be sung by a tipsy half giant or an enchanted suit of armor uh there's a really interesting picture of of luna lovegood dressed as a christmas tree here that i don't remember from the movies but it is fantastic um, sounds cute there are a few little traditions that particular wizards have adopted, though. Mrs. Weasley loves to listen to the Christmas broadcast of her favorite singer, Celestina Warbeck, whereas Harry and his friends were quite partial to some wizard chess or a few rounds of exploding snap. The- <sighs> Listening to the radio is not a tradition, I don't think. I love when Pottermore articles accidentally reveal how unimaginative Harry Potter is. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Um, all right, we have one we have one last thing here. Uh decorations. Well, some of us are guilty of going a little overboard with our festive decorations. Our humble fairy lights will always pale in comparison to the Hogwarts Great Hall during Christmas time. 
While muggles struggle to drag home just one Christmas tree, Great Hall usually posts around a dozen massive ones. I would just like to say we know how they get there and Hagrid drags them all in by himself. So that's not really yeah. particularly magical. They just made a guy do the work for them. Uh, yeah, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering you'd think it would be easier for literally anyone else to do <laughs> with magic, but that's all right. Throw in everlasting icicles, Christmas lights that are actually fairies, and enchanted snow falling from the ceiling, and even our impressive Christmas tree color schemes can't live up to all of that. Let's not forget the amazing-sounding Christmas crackers, too, which extravagantly explode to reveal things like live mice and novelty hats. We don't mean flimsy paper crowns that break apart the second we put them on, either. We mean fully realized Rear Admiral's hats. That is cool. I would like to open a Christmas cracker and get just, like, a captain's hat or something. That's the one. This is very mysterious to me because like I this is like a I know Christmas crackers are a thing, but I've been too scared to ask. And also (laughs) never looked it up. Uh, Have you never you never had Christmas crackers? No, I I don't think it's an American thing. Right. Like that's it's like I that's as much as I know is I'm like, this is this is not an american thing i've i have no i have no context for what i'm gonna what i'm gonna, it, I'm gonna bring you some damn christmas crackers i've got a bunch in my garage they're great uh All right. they're they are very stupid they they never do what they're supposed to do which is like pop open um uh and they have a a paper crown for you to wear they have some little knickknack like a cracker jack toy basically and uh-huh. then they have like a piece of paper that has just like the worst jokes imaginable on it like like like, just, like laffy taffy jokes yes exactly like laffy taffy jokes uh and and that's and, cute and yeah they're 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 neat they're 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 a cute thing to do at like christmas dinner kind of thing. i remember the christmas crackers thing in harry potter being very mysterious to me as a kid because they were like twice removed from oh, me because mm-hmm, i didn't mm-hmm. know what they were but then they were also like a wizard version of something i didn't know what they were right yeah you're just imagining like oh like a ritz cracker that makes a hat yeah, pop no, out yeah no no idea so <laughs> yeah yeah no they're 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 very goofy uh uh ye old english tradition i guess they're 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 fun uh meanwhile outside of hogwarts fred and george weasley were also known to experiment with unorth- an or- unorthodox decorating technique for while muggles making, are taking making putting- some vlogs make cosmo <laughs> Yeah, Cosmo, where's our check? Uh, (laughs) For while muggles have taken to putting stars or angels on top of their Christmas trees, the twins opted to top theirs with a golden painted gnome dressed in a tutu. It's good to think outside of the box sometime. There is a running theme here of uh, putting living creatures around as decorations that I'm not into. Wow, there sure is. It's like... They got a a gnome on their tree. We've got fairies, uh, hooting owls, like, like, damn. Like, ASPCA has got some stuff to say about the wizarding world, I think. Yeah, it sounds like wizarding Christmas is just like muggle Christmas, but with like more animal cruelty. <laughs> I don't know if fairies are animals in this world. I don't know what a fairy fairies is Fairies have got to be like sentient peak people that will find people, surely, are I would imagine. Are they like little tinkerbells? I don't know. I, I, I guess the closest thing I can I am imagining are those pixies from, from the second movie. Oh, yeah. Or like pixies, like evil fairies or something like the, the mischievous fairies. Yeah, that's a little I don't know. Well, well, there you go. There's a difference between Wizard Christmas. No, no mention of of Christmas itself 
the fact that it has Christ in the title. I was really hoping that there would be some official line about like, do wizards go to church or something in here? It would be very funny. Yes, it would. Um, again, really love, really love this Pottermore thing where it's like, oh, it's the same. <laughs> it's it's normal. <laughs> it just reveals how basic it is. It's very good. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this quiz. Um, it is it is a, a quiz ask quiz, but I would just like to read the header here, which is deck the halls with bows of Harry. Fa la 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 la. What? What does that mean? Wait, <laughs> like like what's B O W? No, bows like like tree bows. Okay. Of Harry? Yeah. I'm very that's very confusing to me, but I'll just I'll just uh, move right along from that. <laughs> All right. We have a big quiz here. I'm going to hit start. Uh we're we're going to be working together on this one cuz I I can't look oh, ahead good. to the answers here. Sure. Complete this sentence. Blank looked like a Christmas card. Uh the options are the Yule Ball, Godric's Hollow, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. That's Hogsmeade, right? Hogsmeade, it's Hogsmeade like a, I think. Yeah. Hogsmeade looked like a Christmas card. That's from the third book, I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to be in real trouble if there are any questions from book seven or six. Or <laughs> well, five, we were correct that on that one. We were correct. Hell yeah. What color were the sweaters given to Ron Weasley by his mother every Christmas? Maroon, right? Maroon. Yeah, maroon. Not even going to look at This is practice for, this is basic. for Harry Potter trivia night. Hell yes. I've taken a few of these quizzes and some of them are so like some of the questions are very difficult. The Quidditch one is the insane. The Quidditch one is nuts. I, I assume that you would have to memorize Quidditch through the ages to get it yeah. right. So. All right. Which of the following is not celebrated every year with a feast at Hogwarts? Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, Halloween. Come on. That's Valentine's Day. Yeah, right? No feast for that. No um, feast although, for that. Lockhart put on a great Valentine's Day celebration. Let Lockhart make a Valentine's Day feast, actually. Well, there Lockhart, should be come one. back. Let him back, please. All right, next I question. I just like, am imagining oh, reading yeah. Harry Potter for the first time as an adult. Like, if I was, I would be, like, waiting for Lockhart to come back this whole time. I know he's not, because <laughs> I've already read it, but yeah, that would be sad. He's so good. It's it's yes. a, it's amazing how all the best characters just kind of get shunned to the sidelines in this series. Yeah. Who was Flora Delacour's partner for the Yule Ball? This will be easy. It's Roger Davies, right? Uh, let's see. Ron Weasley, Cedric Diggory, Bill Weasley it is Roger Davies. Yep. I think that's correct. Yep. We are right. Hell yes. We're so, we're geniuses. We're Harry Potter lore we did, experts. Uh, we did just read that chapter last week so okay fair enough but, yes, but also we are we're, we are we're scholars which family heirloom was harry given as a christmas present in his first year that's the damn marauders map i don't even have a, this is baby shit pottermore invisibility cloak fuck oh first year god damn it oh no i'm a fool i've made a fool You're of myself fool. on her how could you how could you do this Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't yeah, you forget invisible. he was given a, a Deathly Hallow for his first Christmas <laughs> at Hogwarts. First year, first year. Aunt Marge once gave Dudley a computerized robot for Christmas. What did she give Harry in the same year? I'm going to need multiple choice on this one. Yes, sorry. Uh, uh, a pair of socks, a bag of coal, a box of matches, or a box of dog biscuits. 
dog biscuits, right? I it's honestly the, have no idea. Pretty that... sure it's the dog biscuits. We are correct. It's the dog biscuits. Fuck, we're good. Yeah. Which of the following did not adorn any of the Christmas trees in the Great Hall in the Philosopher's Stone? Live fairies, tiny icicles, hundreds of candles. We we know this. We just heard about it. I don't it. know this. Well, not, this is from Philosopher's Stone, though. Oh, for Philosopher, oh in Philosopher's Stone, we did not see fairies in Philosopher's Stone. That was a Goblet of Fire special, I think. Okay. I'm going to go with that one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. Live fairies. Good one. Good one. We're good at this. Uh, what did Dumbledore swap his pointed wizard hat for at Christmas dinner in Philosopher's Stone? Uh, we do know this one because we just read the reference to it. Uh, the options are flower bonnet, top hat, flat cap, rear admiral's hat. It's rear admiral's hat, right? That that was that was his hat. Yes. I I feel like hmm. a couple characters had ha- weird hats on, but uh, oh, maybe it was the flower bonnet. Was it the bonnet in Philosopher's Stone? Oh, shit. I actually... Hmm. Hmm. I think you should go with your first instinct. I'm going to say the Rear Admiral's hat. No! Was no, we're wrong. We're wrong. It was the bonnet. <laughs> yep. That's okay. We're still, do- we're, still, we're still doing good. Yeah, we're... We can't, are, can't get them all. <laughs> we are eight for nine, I, would, I will say here. Uh, what did Harry, oh, excuse me, what did Harry, who did Harry take to Slughorn's Christmas party? Uh, fuck, fuck. we're in book six territory now. It's the options are Luna Lovegood, Ramilda Vane, Ginny Weasley, and Cho Chang. Uh, it's not Cho. I just want to say it's Ginny. I feel like that is true, but I don't know. I, I, it's really quite a guess. I don't think it was Ramilda. Because Ramilda was the one that gave a love potion to Ron, right? Yeah. Um, Luna is Luna? possible, but I don't think so. I'm agreeing with you. I think it is Ginny. I'm going to hit the Ginny button. <laughs> no, it was Luna. Fuck. Oh, oh damn. damn it. Okay. Wait, that, that doesn't count because we haven't we have not read that one yet. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do one one more question from here. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. Is, I just I just looked ahead and there are 35 questions on this. Oh yeah, quiz. these quiz these quizzes are endless. They did not I, they, yeah, I I was not prepared for how many questions are on here. So, uh what did Hagrid give Harry for his first Christmas at Hogwarts? Photo album of his parents, Monster Book of Monsters, a wooden flute. It's the flute because the gives him the book at the end, I think. It's the f- uh, he it's- get, he, wait. He gives him the book in book three. No book. No, he does give it at end the end of book, of book one. one, and he looks at it. We see it more in book three. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the flute. I always forget how kind of weird Philosopher's Stone is. He gives. Yeah, I'm like, he gives why would Hagrid a- give him a flute? But the, <laughs> just, the book, the he book gave was him, weird. Gave him a little flute that just happened to automatically put Fluffy to sleep. That's what's in the first book. Yep. Yep. It's the flute. Yep. We're right. We're okay. So we we went. Okay, okay. Seven, one didn't eight. count because we haven't read that one yet. Um, okay, fair. And uh, the other one is like uh, about hats. I, like we we got <laughs> we got a, we got a little bit uh, confused because we just read about Christmas crackers, um, and so it was not it was not clear in our minds. <laughs> Hat questions out of the question. Do not count. Don't um, count. Um, okay. So I think we did pretty good. 
we did pretty damn good there um yeah so thank you i want to i want to hear how it i want to hear how anyone did at home that was playing along with us yes i'm sure everyone was was screaming at our our hat faux pas that is what is so good here is is i just know that every time we do like a quiz one someone is listening to me like no no you fools yeah well i think that that is uh uh, a, a lovely taste of the Christmas content on Pottermore. There's so much here. Like, I, I'm just like going back to my search here. Uh, we have the importance of Christmas in the Great Hall. Why Hog- Christmas at Hogwarts is better than any other. Uh, we have some marketing ones that are just like make Christmas extra festive this year with these Wizarding World albums. Um, <laughs> just advertising a re-release of the CDs. Uh, a few spells we wish we had to make Christmas easier. Uh seven times harry's invisibility cloak came in handy well i guess that just has the word christmas in it so he did uh, get it for christmas he did get it for christmas uh there's one in here that's like i thought it was going to be another marketing one that's like like the best gift the best harry potter wizard world gifts but it's actually like what the best gift you could get these real characters would be um and and that one's pretty cute so uh, we have a lot of book to read, so I guess we will probably be getting to these next Christmas. Oh my something. god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, it's interesting to me how much uh Harry Potter kind of has associated itself with Christmas. Like, I definitely have strong Christmas Harry Potter, uh, like nostalgia memories. I suppose. Yeah, the movies all, or at least for the first few movies, all came out like around Christmas. Like that was definitely a big, uh, a, yeah. like a big Christmas thing. Um, I like I would as a kid definitely got like some of like the toys and stuff for Christmas. So yeah, I, I definitely have that association. Also with Halloween, like Halloween is a big one for me as well. Like definitely, uh, I did I did the Harry Potter Halloween costumes. I I I. I I like the holiday. I like holidays, except Thanksgiving. Um, and oh, and I've, yeah. always, I've always kind of appreciated the like Harry Potter Christmas aesthetic stuff, I guess. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, obviously, I, I have I say happy Christmas now. Happy, <laughs> that is happy cute. Christmas, Harry. <laughs> yeah, well, well, happy Christmas to all of our listeners. Um, happy Christmas. And. And while we are talking about the gift giving spirit, we need to give a shout out to a couple of listeners. Yes, uh, we do. <laughs> so first of all, thank you to uh, to Chio uh, at at Rare Steak uh, for sending us these Dobby <laughs> socks, which are <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, I feel like these weird monogrammed sock things have been uh, like in in the public discourse a lot recently because like i feel like the targeted ad campaign for these like custom socks has really cu- kicked off recently like have you, have you have you gotten any of these ads that are just like socks with like thing you like on them at at, at amazon or wish.com or or etsy or whatever i have the best ad blocker in the world so no that's but true. i do i do be- i do believe it <laughs> there's there's some real wild ones but uh but yes uh, we were sent these these harry potter socks that uh one says dobby is a free elf and the other says master is given dobby a sock <laughs> it's a lot of words it's, to fit on a sock 
It's so good. I love it's, these. It's really gonna, powerful. I think we're both going to take one and, and like put them up. I'm going to put, yes. put it up where I can see it while I record. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to be fighting. Like, I assume we're going to be fighting over which one, uh, which <laughs> I, one we'll get. It's really I, hard, though. They're both really good. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them, honestly. Uh, uh, Dobby is free. The thing is that Dobby is free has like the most like, oh, it has like the Harry Potter font going on. Master has given Dobby a sock. To get it to fit on the sock, they've really had to, <laughs> like, do some work. Uh, so it's sort of in the Harry Potter font, but, like, everything looks a little fucked up. It's very good. Yeah, I really and like the comedy of the entire Master has given Dobby a sock on one sock, and then also <laughs> that being meaningless on its own. It's really good. I love uh, it. And then, and then our second shout-out here... Uh, a second listener shout out uh, is uh, to at the time hog uh, <laughs> Macklemore's Ghost Rider, which is a fantastic fucking name, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, they made a Harry Potter AMV set to a fucking song from Rent, which <laughs> have have either of us mentioned I, on the cast how much we hate Rent or I don't think so. I. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about Rent. I am laughing at Rent until the end of time. So this was so <laughs> perfect. This was like, this must have been divine inspiration because this is maybe the most moving thing I've ever seen. It's, it's beautiful. It's incredible. I loved it. I'm, I'm honestly shocked that there is like enough Dobby content in the films to make a whole AMV set to the set to I'll Cover You from Rent, but it is by god they did it it is it's very powerful uh thank you so much uh you know hurtwood house best fans i'm just gonna say that uh uh, no better it's it's really incredible yeah so thank you thank you very much for these lovely these lovely christmas time gifts um and uh you know that's i think that's gonna do it for us unless we have anything else here to talk about no, I don't think so. Shall I launch into my spiel? Shall we get yeah, ready? Yeah, I guess to... we should talk about next week, though. I think we're going to be taking a break off for Christmas uh, oh, that for is the gonna, main yes, episode we... next week. Uh, yeah, there will likely not be no, a main episode. No Christmas time with, with travel and travel and things. Um, I, I would say and like, the damn birthday. A... We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Happy happy birthday. Um, thank you. In thank a couple you. days. Uh, yeah, and and. Uh, uh, but I think I think we're pretty good odds on putting out probably some some like little small fun thing mm-hmm. in time. Uh, but just like a heads up. So no main episode next week. Yeah, I will. I will. I will just be. I don't I don't think anyone's going to be really, really mad at us for for not recording on Christmas. I think we can get away with that. But uh, I'll probably just put out the um the the best of episode again pass that around to say hey yeah new year yeah. new new podcast time to time to spread the word about the shrieking shack but uh but yeah. if we can we will we'll definitely record something uh, so yeah. without further ado our theme song is hot mcgonagall by cheshire moon thank you so much to them for letting us use it as our theme song you can check them out on bandcamp uh if you would like to contact us you can email us at shriekcast at gmail.com and as always we do appreciate itunes reviews and 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 star ratings and all that fun stuff and you can check us out 
on Patreon at patreon.com slash treatcast for all of our great bonus content. Uh, if you would like to hear us read about uh, someone sucking off a tube of toothpaste in a John ah! Green novel, ah! uh, you, can, you can go ahead and subscribe because that's what we were talking about this week. Very important content. Uh, and, you know, uh, not everyone, you know, unfortunately, uh, 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 holiday season is, is not a time of rest and relaxation for everyone because jobs suck and the world is garbage. But if you uh, if you do find yourself with some 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 uh, some you time this holiday and you feel like, damn, I feel like reading something. And then you see on the <laughs> shelf, you got all those Harry Potter books and you're like, hmm, it's the Christmas season. They do like Harry Potter. Please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean roll seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise